So all of you listening, like if there's something in that heart of yours, like live it because you do not know if it might be your last day and I don't want it to be. And when you step into this thing that gets you excited, Mm -hmm. so many opportunities happen, like so many. It does. It does. It's crazy. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. Greetings and salutations, focused on Lee Stevenson, and I'm back with the another edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. Hands down, the most audacious podcast you'll find on the internet. Uh, and as always, it continues to be my ongoing pleasure to help our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. This is episode 244 of the podcast, and uh, this episode, we're going to dive into the remarkable journey of mountaineering. Jen Drummond. Now, Jen uh, will share her transformative experience of climbing the world's highest peaks and how she overcame obstacles to achieve her goals. Uh, Get ready to be inspired and motivated to pursue your own audacious life. Uh, I tell you, it's a great conversation that I think you'll all enjoy. So without any further ado, here's my chat with Jen Drummond. Hey, Jen, thank you for joining me here on the Audacious Living Podcast. It's such an awesome uh, pleasure to have you uh, spend some time with us here. So thank you for being here. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. So thank you. It's 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 great to always get into, uh, at least have opportunities to get, engage in conversations uh, like we do here on this podcast. Uh, so much of the focus is, you know, you know our, our, one of our, our mottos or taglines is we we encourage individuals to live their best audacious lives ever. And and what that looks like for each of us is, is not going to be the same. It's going to be different for each and every one of us. But uh, I think nonetheless is the point is that we are stepping into the person that we're supposed to be and doing the things that we're meant to do in our own lives. And whether that's whether it's setting world records or climbing summits or, or traveling around the world, wherever that is, um, it's going to be different. In your case, you, you've done those things. And maybe uh, we can start there as a starting point, because it's not often that, you know, we have a, a world record holder uh, on the podcast and being the first woman to climb the second highest summits on all seven continents is a big deal, Jen. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited. And it's fun because I'm just like you, right? Like I'm like everybody else that's listening to this podcast. Um, I was a stay at home mom and I got into a car wreck that should have taken my life and didn't. Mm-hmm. And when I came home from that accident and looked at my children and realized, man, they were almost all orphans without me. I need to start doing life different because I don't get to choose when I die, but I sure get to choose how I live and how I was living is, you know, as a stay at home mom. And I mean, I loved it. They needed me a lot more when they were younger. They were all in school full time. I didn't quite know what to do that filled my bucket and also helped them. And I realized like, okay, turning 40 in 2020, which was like a couple of years after the accident. And I started making a bucket list of things I wanted to do, places I wanted to see, food I wanted to try, right? Like when your last day flashes in front of your eyes, all of a sudden, everybody's opinion of you has no weight. And the only thing you care about is how do I make the most out of this life? 
Mm -hmm. Right. And so I, like, I had this huge change and I told my kids, I'm like, you know what? Mommy's going to start doing some stuff that she likes Mm -hmm. and it might change our life a little bit. And we're just gonna have to talk about it and figure out how it works and what doesn't work. And maybe it's going to be good. Maybe it's going to be bad. Who knows? And we started that new journey together. Wow. So all of you listening, like if there's something in that heart of yours, like live it because you yeah. do not know if it might be your last day and I don't want it to be. And when you step into this thing that gets you excited, mm-hmm. so many opportunities happen, like so many. It does. It does. It's crazy. You're, 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 you're so right about the opportunities. You just never know. And it's so funny when you think about that point, like think about that point where you're at, you're at that, you're at, you're standing on that precipice of where you got to make that decision. Should I, shouldn't I, should I, should, and you're, you've got all the reasons why you shouldn't, right? Because they're right there and they're, they're screaming at you sometimes and you take that step anyways. And the moment you take that step, all the reasons why you shouldn't have, or wasn't really good at, they just go away. The thing, right. all the fears, the doubts, the uncertainties, I think they were never important to begin with. And so um, it just goes to show you how much, you know, they, they only have power as much as we put into it. So if we think they're important yeah. and we think they matter, then they will. But if we don't, then those fears and doubts, they're not applicable. They're not. Yeah. They don't have any glue to stick to us with, right? Yeah. So yeah. the glue dried over here, my friends. And <laughs> I, love it. I was, so I was turning 40 in 2020. And I'm <laughs> like, you know what? I live in Park City, Utah, so I have a ton of mountains by me, like the big ski resort and stuff. And I had like been hiking and I did the Grand Teton once before in Jackson Hole and I loved it. So Mm -hmm. I decided I was going to climb a mountain for my 40th birthday. It was going to launch my decade. Like I'm alive. We're climbing this mountain. Life's good. And the mountain I picked was named Ama de Blom. Okay. So Ama de Blom is located in Nepal. It's the Paramount Pictures logo. It means the mother's necklace and all these little things. I'm like, okay, everybody seems to think like that's a great mountain. I'm going to train for that mountain. And then COVID happens to all of us, right? And now all of a sudden I'm a homeschool teacher to seven beautiful humans. (laughs) And one of my kids is struggling with his homework. And I'm like, listen, buddy, we do hard things. You've got this. And he looks me straight in the face and he goes, if we do hard things, why are you climbing a mountain called I'm a dumb blonde instead of a real mountain like Mount Everest? I said, I'm a Dablam, not I'm a dumb blonde. Are you kidding me right now? Finish your homework. Kids, I, tell you. I know, I know they're crazy. So he finished his homework. Mm-hmm. We looked at the computer. Yep. He went to bed and I thought about it more. I'm like, you know what? Why not Everest? If he thinks Everest is like the most important, biggest thing ever, I want him to know that whatever his Everest is, he can climb it. Right. And right. so I called a coach. And by the end of the week, he's I had a coach training me for Ama de Blom and Mount Everest. Wow. Yeah. So, so but like, luckily for me, I, w- I had a fitness background. Sure, luckily okay. yeah. for me, I live in the mountains. So yeah. it's like easier to train. It's not like I'm in Florida on the coast. Sure. Sure, um, sure. and I was like, you know what? I'll climb Everest. And then my coach gives me this book and the okay. book is called the uphill athlete because okay. now all of a sudden I need to be an uphill athlete. And I was not an uphill athlete before. Right. And so in the front of the book, you know, timing is like everything in life. It I is, swear it is, it is. there was a, there was a lady who got a Guinness world record for doing something that like across the Alps in Europe. Okay. And I just remember thinking, I can suffer. 
Like I could have done that. My kids learned how to read on Guinness World Records. Like I actually might be a cool mom if I had one because right. this yeah. homeschooling thing, not cool. Not, right. <laughs> not cool. There's no coolness in this mother right here whatsoever. Right. 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 So I like talked to the coach and I'm like kind of half joking. Like I could have done that. And he's like, I'll think of something. I'm like, okay, fine. But then I'm like, my head's running through the Guinness World Record book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not growing pumpkins. I'm not growing fingernails that I don't cut for the rest of my life. Right, I'm not right. like eating hot dogs as fast as you possibly can. So yep, whatever. Yep, yep, yep. And he's like, no, no, I'll think of something. So he calls me back a few weeks later and he's all excited. Like, Jen, Jen, I have the perfect record. I kind of forgot about the conversation, to be honest. I'm like, uh -huh. okay. He's like, I think you should be the first woman to climb the seven second summits. What are the second seven, seven? Like what? Seven, yeah. huh? And he's like, listen, he goes, it's been done by one male. It's harder than the first seven. It's seven continents, seven mountains. You have seven children. So there's a jackpot there. I think it's yours. And I thought about it. You're like, I was looking, like I was, I was primed, right? I was looking <laughs> for something that yep, yep. got me out into the world, mm -hmm. allowed me to make impact, allowed me to challenge my limits. And really do life in parallel with my kids. Like you're studying right. for this. I'm studying yes. for that. You right. need to train for football. I need to train for the mountain. Like we're going to do life in parallel and figure this thing out. And so I said yes before I really knew what I was getting into. Mm. Was, it, was it an excited, decisive yes? Like you're like, this is it. Let's go. Or it, it was it needs some a little bit of thought for it. You know, I need, I mean, like I needed a little thought. So I looked at it. I mean, it was definitely like a full, like I felt like, yes, like this sounds awesome. But okay. I also needed to take a little bit of time to understand what it really meant. Gotcha. Because, you know, Everest, if you live at sea level, you're spending six to eight weeks to climb Everest. Okay. If you live at altitude, it's three to four weeks. So I'd never been gone for my kids that long. So mm. I needed to know like, how long am I gone? Right. Where are all these places? What's happening? So yep. I looked into it, but I was excited. And when I'm excited about something, I'm like, we're in. And my <laughs> kids were like, sounds cool, mom. Okay, whatever. They had no clue. We, none of us had any clue. Yes, yes, yeah. Getting cool points is always a good thing with the kids. It is when you're a mom, for sure. <laughs> I hear you loud and clear. Sure. I, I, I want to actually go back, if you don't mind, and you, yeah. you mentioned the, the, the car accident. I wonder if you could sort of provide some context and sort of the significance of that and and, and in terms of what that did to propel you forward. Yeah, for sure. So I'm driving on the highway mm -hmm. back to my house and the side, like the reservoir on the side of the road, like was catching my attention. And I just remember thinking like, I wonder when it's going to freeze over. I wonder if we're going to get enough snow to get out of the statewide drought. Like your brain's kind of in this free land. Sure. And then I got pulled back to the highway and I was coming up fast onto a semi-truck. I'm like, oh, crap. You know, like, oh, okay. So I look at my rear view mirror and I can get over. So I go to get over, but I don't make it. The trailer of the semi hits the passenger side of my car. Okay. And I remember like watching it hit. And the minute it hit, I started negotiating with death. I'm like, please don't take me. Like, I will do good things with my life. Mm. And I even remember, like, so the thing's going fast, but everything in my world's going slow. It's going so fast, it's slow. And I remember telling myself, keep your hands on the steering wheel, your head on the headrest, roll with the car and stay relaxed. And so then I like, okay, I have enough momentum. I'm going to roll one more time and I'm going end over end. So I go 
rolling once. I'm going to roll again. I'm going to roll again. So now the momentum starts slowing down. Instead of going end over end, I start doing sideways rolls. Yeah. So I'm doing the sideways rolls. And then the car gets to the median and stops. And I remember being in the car being like, okay, now I'm going to get hit. Like now I'm going to get hit again. And instead, luckily, the guy came running. He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he pulled down the windshield because it was all cracked. Yes. And I looked at him and I'm like, I don't know if I'm okay based on his facial expression. Yeah. And I go, is there anybody else in this accident? He said, no. I'm like, okay. And he goes, are you okay? And I'm like, um, I closed my eyes because I didn't even want to look at my body. So mm -hmm. I closed my eyes and I remember being able to feel my fingers and toes. I said, I can feel my fingers and toes. I can feel my fingers and toes. I'm okay. And he's like, right. you are okay. You're okay. But we're going to keep you here until the ambulance comes. Cause I don't know what's going on. I'm like, all right, fine. So he talked with me to the ambulance came. I went mm -hmm. to the hospital mm -hmm. hospital, did a million checks. They're like, you're okay. I got home. And then a couple weeks after the accident, I got a phone call from the police station. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to get a little more detail because up to that point, like, listen, we've rebuilt this accident okay. 50 different times. We cannot build a scenario where you live, let alone walk away. Like this just isn't equating with what our software's doing. Wow. Wow. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And then fast forward a couple weeks after that, and my, I have a friend that I go, tr I run with, or I hike with, or do whatever with. Mm -hmm. She goes running on a trail that you and I could push a stroller down. Okay. So yeah. like a normal trail, it's yeah. wet out. She slips, she hits her head, never comes home. So you have this like sequence of events of I survived right. this horrific, right. crazy right. accident that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. And she does something we're encouraged to do mm -hmm. and doesn't get to come home. And then, so for me, it's like, listen, we don't get to choose when we die because this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, nope. yep, you're right. Right? The right. only thing we can do is choose to live. And like that, I wish I could tell you for the rest of my life, those moments after the accident where everything's just magic yep. stays. Yep. Somehow life like gets you numb again and you forget like, we have trees. Look right. how cool the sky is. Mm -hmm. I have a refrigerator that keeps food cold. So that yeah. like, I mean, it's like, if you slow down, it's freaking crazy to think right. about how crazy this world is. Right, right. You know, it's, you say choose to live and I'll even add, you know, choose to live now. Yes. Uh, because that's exactly what, 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 what you certainly have embraced that since, but, but what we all can benefit from. Um, and that, so when you sort of tie it back to the early part of the conversation, you know, taking that step, you know, not, not living in regret. And, and that's part of it as well, where you know, the coulda, shoulda, woulda sort of thing you're doing and you're taking action right now. And that's, I think there's so much power in that really, really is. No, a hundred percent. And like, I wrote a book called quit proof seven mm. strategies to build resilience and achieve your life goals. I wrote this book to me like five years younger, me right? Uh -huh. The one who didn't get into the car wreck. I'm hoping like this book lands on somebody's desk or table or home. And it's to your loved one saying like, don't quit on yourself. Because yeah. I did like, I kind of quit on myself and I was just coasting until my kids launched. And then I was going to figure it out again. And that accident woke me up. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like I'm doing me now. Like now is now. And we're going to take care of things now. And I look at what's happened over the last five years since this all came about. Yep. Like it's magic. 
Yeah. Like it's pure magic the way I've been able to do life or inspire people or be inspired by people or just mm -hmm. showing up in our little corner of the world, doing our little teeny tiny thing sure. matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I think it's really uh, uh, profound. So, so you're, you're talking about quitting because really when you look at what you've done, what you're doing rather is, you know, you were being a mother and caring for your children, one of those noble things, you know, any woman can do. Right. And, uh, you know, and you're putting your children first, other people in front of you. Uh, and and to know that you still look past that and say, no, no, I still got to live me. I still got to, you know, take care of myself and fulfill my needs. It's all it's it's, it's so important to be able to do that. So I commend you. And I, I love I love the the the, the idea of, of the book. Uh, get, let's give it the title again there, Jen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Quit Proof. Seven Strategies to Build Resilience and achieve your life goals. You can buy it now on Amazon. It's in pre-order. If you pre-order it, you get some fun bonuses that we're putting with like some footage from the climbs and different things nice. like that. But um, listen, I realize that my kids are watching me sure. and I want them, like they're magic. If you have children, you know how amazing each one of your children is and are. Mm -hmm. Like I did not want my kid to have my life. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm showing them that when you have kids, you are like second-class citizen. That's not okay. When you have kids, you have amazing humans that you get to like help bring and their ideas to the world. Sure, sure. You still need to bring your ideas to the world. Yes. You're yes. still somebody's kid. And so now when my kids are looking at me, I'm like, hey, this is how you do motherhood yes. and things that get you excited and everybody wins. Yes, it's possible to do both. It is. It's hard, right? It's yeah. not easy, yep. but that's yep. like the whole point of the resilience piece. Like it, yep. if it was easy, we'd get bored. There we go. Right. We go. So like the reality is it's not supposed to be easy and mm -hmm. it's our challenge to make it work for us yep. because each one of us is different. And so what works for me, isn't going to work for you or the person next to us. That's right. That's right. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. So that's a, it's right. a good thing. It's yes. a good thing. Let, let, let's talk about the climb. So the, 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 it's, so first off, first off, congratulations on being a world record holder. Like, like first of all, how does that feel? Like, I mean, to know that you're, you know, you're, you're, you've got your name in bold in that fashion. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's exciting. It's humbling because I, anybody could have stepped into that goal and made it real. I just listened to the calling and did it first. So I'm grateful for that. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I came home from the last climb. Mm-hmm. And it was like a 12 hour flight, right? Like I've yeah. been flying forever and exhausted and whatever else. And my son meets me at the airport. He gives me a hug. He goes, good job, mom. You have bad breath. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just life, right? Like that, that was like life in a nutshell. You do this cool thing. You're still an everyday human. Doesn't That's matter. True. Like right. nothing yeah. makes you cooler than the person next to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, keeps, it certainly puts things in perspective. Doesn't yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> yes. So, so, so uh, I want to ask you the, the, the the seven, so the seven summits, I'll ask what they are, but I'm curious, what was the time frame to climb all seven of them? Yeah. So it took me two and a half years. Okay. Um, I did the first one in December of 2020 because I started this quest when COVID was going on. That's right. So did. like the interesting thing about mountains is that there's certain seasons that you can climb them in. Okay. And then I had to wait for countries to open. Right. So oh, the like Ojo right. del Salado is the second highest point in South America. It was the first country to open to travel after COVID. 
out of my list of mountains that had a climb that I could climb right. during that season. So I went down to South America, climbed that one. Then I went to Africa and climbed Mount Kenya in Africa, which is located in Kenya. Um, I then went to climb Everest to show my son we could. And then I went to K2, which is located in Pakistan. Yeah. I didn't summit. Like we had some terrible things happen on the expedition. Um, I lost a friend to an avalanche. Mm. I lost another friend, lost his hand to frostbite. We had another person get injured on the mountain. And so when I had a choice to continue up the mountain or go down, I'm like, my team's hurt. Like I'm going down. We take care of our team because who we are as people is more important yeah. than what we achieve. Absolutely. So going down, um, I left K2 a little defeated, of course. And then I went to Russia to climb Dick Tau, which is the second highest point in Europe. Okay. It was wow. a unique experience because I almost didn't go because I was still kind of feeling run down from the last climb in July, which was K2. Um, and, and, and I so did, the, the in between climbs, what kind of time frame in between climbs we're we talking about here? Yeah, like so like when I was I did Kenya, Kenya was like 10 days. And so then I was home for a few months and did Everest gotcha. and then I was okay. home for a bit and then I went to K2, K2, mm -hmm. I was home for like eight weeks. And then my friend was like, Hey, I got permits to go climb in Russia, which was really hard back then. Okay. I'm like, okay, well let's go. And I curated all this gear to go to Russia. Cause it's this technical climb. Okay. So you don't want these big bulky gloves, right? You want gloves that fit you so you could feel the mountain. I ordered 20 pairs sent 19 pairs back and kept one pair, right? And so I'm climbing in Russia. I go to climb there. They lose my luggage on the way. Wow. I'm like, oh, no, you didn't. Like, lose, like, her luggage that doesn't go need to climb a mountain. Like, I'll buy her all of her stuff again. Not mine. They're like, no, we lost your luggage. Oh. And so I'm in Russia, and I had to decide, do I want to keep climbing, or do I want to go home, or what do I want to do? And the guide there was like, we can take you to a store, and you can rent gear, but we're not waiting for your gear to come. Right. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll go into rental gear. Anybody who's ever had to wear rental gear understands this pain that I had. I had to rent a jacket. You know, it's after COVID. So they yeah. don't have like new stuff in any of the stores. Nobody has inventory. Uh, that's correct. So yeah. I'm like using a jacket that to roll up the sleeves. I have a backpack that I have to like tie so it doesn't slide off my shoulders because I'm narrow. Yeah. Uh, I had boots that were too big. Gotcha. I mean, it was like, I looked like an orphan, okay, climbing this mountain. <laughs> Luckily, we summited. I have no yes. idea how, but like the universe aligned and we got to summit. When we were coming down from the summit, there's sections of this mountain okay. that I butt scooted, okay, like on my butt because my toe, I swear to God, I broke a toe and it hurt so bad because I couldn't get my toe not to hit the boot. I was like, I'm just going down on my butt. I don't care. Like, no one's going to ask me what I look like. It is what it is. And so we got back. Thank goodness that all happened because Russia closed six months later and still isn't open, right? Like, wow. so I wouldn't have been able to do that yep. climb. Yep. So the lesson to those of us that are listening, imperfect starts, you still start, okay? Sure. Without your luggage, start the climb. Yep. I don't care what your climb is, just do yep. the thing. Yep. Um, and then I, I went- That's a way of working out, right? Like they will. And It does, it, it does. And like my whole thing was, is let's say I didn't summit. Yep. I still got to see what the mountain was like. I still got yes. to learn things. So if I had to go back, 
I could go back with more knowledge. Sure, sure. And, and that's exactly it. Like you, you know, we, 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 we oftentimes look at sort of disappointments or setback as, as, as failures, right? And not recognizing that, you know, during that process, you know, you, you've gained some knowledge, you've gained some insight, you know, learned some lessons that only can better you. And so, you know, the failure, I always say, you know, it, it's only failure when you don't walk away with a lesson. Then you fail. Right, right. And then that's on you because there's always a lesson. Yeah. 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 So after Russia, I went to Antarctica. Okay. Antarctica is a pretty cool place to go. Um, it was interesting because where we were in the center, mm -hmm. there's no trees, there's no plants, there's no bugs, there's no animals, mm -hmm. there's no life. Like all you see all day long is a blue sky, a yellow sun, black rocks, and white snow. Like there's no color. The only color is the outfits that you bring and that's it. And it's just, it's fascinating to be in an environment that has that much sight deprivation, right, right, sound right. deprivation, like smell oh deprivation. Like, I mean, it's crazy. Um, it's what an experience. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. Um, I got to summit. I was the second female ever and first American. So whatever. Yeah, um okay. From Antarctica, I went to go try Mount Logan in North America. So that's the second highest peak for here. Did not summit. We had really bad weather. Okay. It was colder than Antarctica or Everest or any wow. other place I'd ever been. Like so cold. It was unbelievable. Wow. So they were afraid that we weren't going to be able to melt water and things that are pretty important. Oh, you see, need water on a mountain. Yep. 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 Um, Makes sense. Yeah. So then we turned around. I went back to K2 talking about your story of failure and lessons, I wasn't excited to go back to K2. I really wasn't. I was like, it's not a country that has very equal rights. Mm -hmm. Women are not as respected as we are in the United States. Um, and I was made aware of a female that wanted to climb from Pakistan. She'd be mm -hmm. the first of her country to summit her country's prized peak. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to help. I'm going to help make this possible. So I flew over to Pakistan. I summited. Okay. 30 minutes later, first Pakistani female stood on top of her country's prized peak. And let me tell you, that summit meant 50 million more things to me than my own personal summit. Because I have daughters. And yeah. I know how important it is yes. for our kids to see people that look like them yes. in special places. Yes. And now all these little Muslim girls got to see what they looked like on the yeah. top of a mountain that is yeah. one of the deadliest mountains in the world. You're showing them, you're showing them what's possible. You show them what's possible. Yes. And so any of you that are listening, you're struggling with obstacles or setbacks or failures, you're on your climb still. Like your mm -hmm. climb's not done. That's all mm -hmm. I have to say. Like it's more is coming. There's a reason for it. Just keep going. It'll make sense in some time in the future, but not today. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. then I went over to Australia to go climb Mount Townsend, which is kind of funny because I live at the same altitude that that mountain is. Okay. Right. So like that, and it was the easiest one. Australia is like the United States, maybe 20 years ago. Okay. Everybody's okay. super friendly. It's way laid back. No one cares <laughs> about like, I mean, like, oh, I wish I was in this environment. I feel like so high strung sometimes. <laughs> and then I went back to Canada Mm -hmm. And we had success this summer or this spring. 
And I don't even know what to tell you because like that had been my focus and my pursuit for two and a half years. So all of a sudden that finishes and you're like, oh, baby, now what? Well, it was funny. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is that now what happens after you, 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 you set this goal, right? Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. You summon all seven of them. You're like, wow, wow. Like it's got that, that feeling of relief. Sure. But then the now what, what, what do I do now? A hundred percent. And I'll tell you, like, this is what my practice is doing nothing. Okay. I've been doing something for two and a half years. And I think we're so trained to be like, what's next, what's next and what's next. We have to demonstrate on slowing down and reflecting mm. and integrating all these experiences into us. So we make a conscious choice of what's next and don't react to our opportunities, but get to respond to them. Yeah. So I know me, like I can get up, caught up in the excitement of about anything. I mean, look, I went from Ama de Blom to Everest to like a world record. So let's be honest, that's not my problem. Right. Um, right. So I knew that I needed to make a promise to myself for the next year. I'm going to work. I'm going to do the book. I'm going to do some yep. speaking engagements, some like coaching, but I'm not grabbing onto something until I give myself a full year to just decide like, what does that look like? And how do I want it to be next? I, I I think the, the the idea of 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 sort of capturing your experiences in the book is a fabulous one because certainly it, it provides some you know vivid a vivid image for those that obviously weren't on the climb with you, but what what it also does enables you and, and you've done such a great job of this, Jen, is being able to demonstrate the lessons that you've learned from those experiences, what they taught you, um, how they've strengthened you, uh, what you had to come to terms with and face uh, uh, as an individual. And, and the fact that you're able to do that and then share them with other people, which for me, the sharing piece is really the, the, the exciting part because now you have the ability to impact others in profound ways. Right, right. Like, here's the deal. I think we do things so that we understand them at a very high wisdom level. And then we're able to share them with others and say, oh, I remember that stage of my journey. Here's how I navigated it. Maybe there's something from that that can help you navigate yours. Because the reality is we have, a, I climbed physical mountains. Yeah. We all have metaphorical mountains in front of us. Like the choices we make is an uphill step and whatever we decide to do. And so the parallel is very useful. And then here's like a big lesson I had from the mountains, mm -hmm. big mountains take big teams. So big goals take big teams. And if you want to run a big goal, you need to communicate that you need to rally the troops. You need to have that huge team to support you to make that thing happen. Right. Well, absolutely. I, I love that. Actually, I never, something I've never, I've never thought of that piece. So thank you for sharing that. Cause like, you're, you're right. You know, it, the, the, the bigger the goal, the more, you know, hands on deck, so to speak, you're going yeah. you know, to need help, to help you get there. Um, and I also do love the, 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 you know, the, the mountains of life uh, that, that, you know, that we all have to experience or, or go through. Um, what, what, well, I guess, what ways are you, are you helping individuals get through their own mountains? You know, it depends where somebody is. I feel right now, a lot of people come to me if they've hit a plateau, okay. right? Like, you know, my son just went to college. Now what do I do with my life? Or I got let go from my job. What does this mean? Like now I want to take some time and be more thoughtful on my next choice because I know mm -hmm. how much I put into my last career. So I feel like I find people at pivotal moments 
and then just help them navigate that pivot and just be a sounding board. Um, and then, you know, look at it from a different perspective with them to help them. I also, I'm so lucky. I pinch myself all the time that I live in the mountains and a lot of people live in really busy cities and very busy lives and very busy yeah. hustle, hustle, noisy, noisy. Yeah. So sometimes people will fly here and we'll go do hikes and we'll just get away from the noise and help them reconnect to what it feels like inside here instead yeah. of what it feels like up in their heads, right? Because it's really easy to get lost in our heads. Um, so that's super fun because we get to spend our time outdoors and just sure. like connecting and you know, people are magic. Like there's so many good people in this world. Right. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And being, again, being able to uh, connect with them in the way that you have been yeah. simply by, you know, going after, you know, setting your own goals and going after them. And, and, you know, I've oftentimes said that, you know, people, you know, people are watching, right. Everyone's watching. And, yeah. and so you're, you're, you know, you're putting on, you're putting on a show, but you're not, you're not doing it for others. I mean, you look at it, your starting point was this car accident that woke you up and it, 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 it lit a fire under you, so to speak. And you, you, you start saying these great goals and traveling around the world and, you know, hitting these summits and everyone's watching you and everyone's watching you and they're getting encouragement and they're getting upliftment and they're getting you know, motivated just by, you know, you going through your journey. And, and, and that's why. I oftentimes talk about it's so important that we do the things that we're meant to do because of what, what they do for other people. And you've, you've demonstrated that. Yeah, no. And that's like the whole reason why I wrote the book. Like I am the neighbor next door. Mm -hmm. Like I did, I was not a mountaineer. I was not this crazy person. I was nothing. I was, your. I didn't have like go to Harvard, nothing, right? right? Like I'm your neighbor next door. And I said, I'm not quitting on myself. And by yeah. not quitting on myself, like I helped put the first Pakistani female on top of wow. her country's prize peak. Like wow. what? How does that even happen? I, when I went to Africa, I got involved with a charity there and they told me like, hey, we have real period poverty. Can you help bring over supplies so that we can keep the women in school for the year? Okay, mm -hmm. we put 400 women in school for two years. I wouldn't have even known that problem existed. I didn't even know it was a thing until yeah. I stepped into this climb and someone knew I was going over there and said, hey, listen, here's a need. You should check this out. And that's something that I want to highlight real quick. And I know we're running lower on time is you need to wave your flag. Okay. Like everybody loves to wave their flag at the top of the mountain. Yes. I made it. Here I am. I'm a hero, blah, 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 yes. blah, blah. But you need to wave your flag every day. Yeah. Because it tells the world, that's where you are. Here's how you can help. And here's how you need help. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to Africa. I had it on social media. I wasn't doing anything else except I'm going to go do this climb. Yeah. Somebody reached out to me and said, hey, listen, we are involved with a charity that's over there. We don't mm -hmm. have the resources to send somebody. Would you mind like being the face of this to help us with this cause? Amazing. Um, yes. And if I didn't say like, that's what I'm doing, they wouldn't have known me. If they didn't know like, okay, well, I'm going to go over there. Does your charity have any access to people that they could know about the mountain? Yes, they do. So it was like, we helped each other and made so much more possible than if we tried to do it by ourselves. But the only reason why we got to help each other is because we shared where we were. That's we right. shared what we were doing. And we then it allowed flying. people to plug in and help. Yeah. 
You waved the flag is what you did. Yeah, you waved the flag. And I talk about it in the book, like wave your flag, like all along your course, because that's how the universe knows what you're trying to do and can help. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, the other interesting thing you said that I, I want to touch on is when you get to the top of that mountain, right? You get to the top of the mountain and you say, yeah, yeah, I'm here. How, how, how long is that experience? Like, how long does that stay with you before you say, okay, time to go back down again? Yeah, see, this is a crazy thing. Like, I learned this on Mount Everest. Mount Everest, like some people train their whole lives. Lucky for okay. me, I was training for other things. So I had fitness. So I trained a year. I lived on the side of that mountain, peeing in a hole for three weeks. I got to the top of that mountain. I was on the top of Everest for 10 minutes. <laughs> if you do your life for the summits, you miss the whole thing. Mm. It is the journey. It is who you become. It is all the setbacks, all the things that you said, no, I'm going to still go forward. No, I'm going to still try. Maybe not that way, but this way. And so when you get to the top, you can celebrate. If we only wanted the summit, we take helicopters and go from summit right. to summit and take photos. Yep. No yep. one wants to get out of the helicopter and take photos. They want to earn the summit. Mm -hmm. That's where you get the, the satisfaction. That's where you get the excitement. That's where you get the stories. Yeah. My stories that I tell about Everest are the ones that were like things that were scary. Things were that hard. Things like yes. our tents got knocked out in an avalanche. Like those are like, those are the things you don't, re you remember, you don't remember like, oh, we had this great dinner. It was like awesome beans and rice <laughs> right. and everybody was happy. We sang Kumbaya. Right. Like no right. one cares. We right. don't even care. It's the story writer. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's, it's crazy. It's, yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I think the, those are the ones that people remember and they stay with you. And, the, and, and those are the same ones that you get the biggest lessons from the biggest learning is the ones that you say, okay, you know, it, it almost, those moments that you of a, those moments on a journey, those adverse adverse moments are the ones that build your character and make you stronger. And you remember, and you remember that, right? So I think those, yeah, the helicopters, that's not good enough. It's not good enough. No, no one wants it. Like, I mean, it might be fun for one, but then after that, you're like, no, I want to earn this. I want to know what it feels like to like climb this thing and get over it. And that's our own mountains metaphorically and physically. So and then, keep and on then, climbing then, friends, keep on climbing. Sure. And then get on to the next one, right? That's the key. Yes. Get on to the next one. Yes. Um, I, I do want to. I, I want to go back just quickly to your book when you and you and you, and you talk about being quit proof. Is yeah. there a, a? I wonder if you can identify if there's is a process or, or a series of steps or what should people be doing if they're trying to develop that inner resiliency, if you will, and and, and be quit proof and with be able to withstand obstacles and challenges when they come. Right. So you become quit proof in the off season, right? Okay. So becoming quit proof in the heat of the moment, if you haven't done like the work to develop the skills, it's not going to work. Okay. Like, okay. and that's okay. Because now you can go back to the drawing board, come home base and say, okay, what do I need to do so I can go further? Um, I learned this from climbing the mountains. When you climb a mountain, you don't go from base camp all the way to the top. You go to a point where your body fails you. And it can't go any higher because the altitude and the air like is too thin and there's not enough oxygen and you want to like die. And you go to that point, you eat lunch because you want to stay up there as long as you can before you right. pass out. Right. And then you come back to base camp. And when you come back to base camp, your body physiologically changes. Okay. So now you have more red blood cells because it was so stressed out. The body's like, oh, we need to operate here. We need more red blood cells. So then when you go back up the mountain, you can go higher and you don't have the problem that you had the first time. So when you're taking on a pursuit and it's not working out, you're acclimatizing. 
Okay. It's part of pursuits. Your body's adjusting, your learning skills, you're figuring things out so you can go back another time and take it further. Um, hmm. and I think the big thing to first understand is what does quitting mean to you? Okay. Okay. Because I'm not saying like everything you sign up for, you need to do to the end. I'm saying that if you sign up for something and you realize like, Hey, this thing isn't for me, you don't go sit on the sofa and eat bonbons the rest of your life. You say, okay, I learned that now I'm going to go a different direction, but still make progress forward a different way. Like life is a little bit of like living in a rock tumbler. You're going to bump against things and they're going to make you smooth. And they're kind of going to direct you into a direction that you need to go and respect that. But you need to keep living and we're going to get bruises and we're going to get scars. And it's not always going to be fun to wave our flag, but that's living. Well, and you're absolutely right. It, it totally is. And, and, you know, sometimes the direction and look, and, and we can plan things all we want, but sometimes life sends us in different directions. And I do like that idea of going up and going down because sometimes we'll, we'll go up and we'll take a step back and that's perceived as, oh my gosh, I failed. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I didn't make my, my, I didn't make it where I was trying to get to, but really what that is, is, is it's, it's, it's a step, it's a step back and allows you to make a further step forward, which you illustrated um, with your mountain climbs. I think it's fantastic yeah. and a really, really strong point for people to understand. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Jen, this is, this is super awesome. I mean, it's just incredible. I, 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 again, I, I love the manner in which you, 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 you certainly have attacked life um, in a very audacious fashion, which is amazing. Uh, but the, the, the part for me in person, which I've always loved is, is a sharing thing, right? And bringing it back yeah. and saying, okay, folks, you know, here, here's what happened. And yeah, I, I did this great thing, but here's some things about what I went through you need to understand. And, and, and by capturing that in your book, uh, I think is fabulous. Um, the, 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 the seven steps, is that a tribute to your children? I'm assuming is that- the Well, seven you know, steps? like seven's my lucky number. So I'm not allowed <laughs> to turn my back on it now. So I'm like, okay, seven strategies to build resilience and achieve your life goals. I figured I got to stay with the sevens. There but yeah, it's like- Yes. So everybody who's listening, like go to my website, jendrummond.com. You'll find an Amazon link to buy the book. You'll learn more about me. You can find my social media channel. So if you have a preference, like connect to me, say hi, tell me where you heard about me. Like I'm your friend. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to cheerlead the next group of people that are setting records. So please show up. Amazing. And let's also give a, give a shout out to your podcast, uh, the Seeker Summer podcast as well. Uh, you know, uh, listen, as a, as a podcast, we got to show some love there, Jen. So there you go. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And everybody listening, you leave a review. They matter. So we love it when you give us reviews so thank you thank you they do do. well look jen this is super awesome uh again love the work love the approach love the take that you've done you're taking on it um just going after an attack life um uh, yeah i would imagine it's balance the whole i know we didn't talk much about that but the whole idea of achieving that balance and striking that balance um it's 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 not it's it's more of a an art than a science i would imagine too right but yes uh, i'm looking at a longer time horizon okay so like i'm balanced if you look at a longer time horizon if you look at short time horizons i'm not balanced (laughs) And that's how I've always done my life. Like I worked a ton when I was younger, set myself up for some financial success. So I've been able to not work as much now, but back in those years, no balance over the last 20 years, we have balance established. Perfect. That's key. No, it is key. It really is key. I think that's an important one, like to find that and, and to know, 
uh, you know, certainly paying attention to the signs is another big one we talk about getting that yes. balance and recognizing when maybe I've got too much on my plate or maybe there's things that aren't I should be paying more attention to. So all those things are key. And, and, and so I'm, I'm glad we we briefly touched on that as we as we wind down here. But Jennifer, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. Congratulations on the great job and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Yeah, bye. Back we are here on the podcast, and much thanks and appreciation goes out to Jen for her being here and sharing uh, her awesome story of overcoming adversity and why it's so important for each of us to do so. Um, you know, we really never know where it can lead us, and that's why we continue to have to persevere uh, in those situations. Certainly, to pick up a copy of her book, Quit Proof, uh, you can head over to the show notes and, and catch all the details. You know, I really appreciate the conversation I had with Jen, but if there's just one thing I take from the chat that we had, it would have to be this. Life is a journey filled with ups and downs, and at times it can feel like we're facing an uphill battle, whether it's dealing with personal setbacks, professional obstacles, or unforeseen circumstances. The challenges we encounter can leave us feeling lost and disheartened. However, I believe that these difficult moments hold the potential to lead us to a greater sense of purpose and fulfillment. When we're faced with adversity, it's natural to feel overwhelmed and discouraged. We, we may question our abilities, our decisions, and even our worth. However, it's important to remember that challenges, no matter how daunting, are not insurmountable. In fact, they often present us with the opportunity to dig deep within ourselves and discover strengths and capabilities we never knew we had. One of the most powerful aspects of overcoming challenges is the resilience we develop in the process. As we navigate through difficult times, we can learn to adapt, to persevere, and to find creative solutions to obstacles in our path. These experiences can shape us into stronger, more resilient individuals, equipping us with the confidence and determination to face future challenges with a sense of purpose and resolve. You know, in my own life, I face numerous challenges that at times seem to be insurmountable. However, I've come to realize that each obstacle has been a stepping stone on my path to finding my own purpose. Through perseverance, self-reflection, and a willingness to embrace change, I've discovered passions and aspirations that have given my life newfound meaning and direction. If you're currently grappling with your own challenges, I urge you to hold on to hope and view these obstacles as opportunities for growth and self-discovery. Embrace the journey, learn from the hardships, and allow them to propel you forward to a greater sense of purpose. Remember that you are capable of overcoming whatever comes your way, and that the difficulties you face today may very well lead you to a more fulfilling and purposeful tomorrow. In conclusion, I encourage you to see life's challenges as catalysts for personal and spiritual growth. Embrace them as opportunities to discover your own inner strengths, uncover your passions, and ultimately find your true purpose. Remember, you have the resilience and the capacity to overcome, and in doing so, you may just find the path to a more purposeful life that's both fulfilling and audacious. 
we've sadly come to the end of another episode of the Audacious Living Podcast. And as always, I send my thanks and appreciation to our amazing listeners and all those lovers of audaciousness for their ongoing tremendous support. Uh, it always, always is appreciated. And for that, I say thank you. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.